This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me. Your boy, the number one fuck boy, John Gaber, standing six foot two, two hundred and ninety nine pounds. That's right, folks. Below three hundred for the first time in a while. For those keeping track, ah, oh, from the South Shore of Nassau County, Long Island, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson Maine from A Star Is Born, abortion is healthcare. More topical than you is the character, that's for sure. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios, Nearly Sound Coast. Arthur Gabris, Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is actually resting in the living room. He is on meds currently because he's been having some sort of stomach issues, which is causing thrice nightly diarrheas uh, around the house. Sometimes we're up and able to get him out. Sometimes we sleep through him trying to wake us up. It's been a crazy couple of nights over here at the apartment and uh, don't know why I'm going into so much detail about my dog's GI tract, but also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, this person does not have diarrhea all night. Well, I don't want to speak for them, but they are on the podcast. We got Misha Brown. Hey, how's it going? Hi, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> wow, I'm so excited. What a what a welcome that was. Oh, Misha, <laughs> I anything for you, my love. Like that. <laughs> I am on very little sleep because of dog related drama. Because uh, I feel that three nights in a row. I got a little old senior dog over here, 14 years old. I know uh, dogs are a part of your life based on we were pitching back and forth some ideas to talk about, but yeah. it, it's been uh, it's been a rough couple of nights. Uh, you know, I feel like a new parent, but with just mostly scrubbing rugs and floors. <laughs> uh, geez. You know, I have my, yeah, my two dogs, they're not seniors. They're just assholes. So <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Jack got a couple of asshole dogs over here. Well, what, <laughs> wonderful. I rescued a few assholes. <laughs> uh, well, Misha, I appreciate you coming on the pod. Uh, when I threw out, usually, you know, with the guests, we like, Hey, you want to talk about that? You threw out world travel and, that's something that's been on my mind more than ever lately because I've always loved it, but I feel mm -hmm. like since pandemic and post-pandemic into a couple of entertainment union strikes, I haven't felt 
comfortable financially or even really just like state of my being traveling. So I'm, I'm, and I used to host a travel show and uh, I hope to continue to do that at some point. But I, I, when you said that, I was like, fuck, I just want to talk about traveling, which is three quarters of the fun of traveling. I'm like, Oh, have you been to so-and-so like getting (laughs) like someone else who's traveled and you could just like, like, Oh God, I love Paris. Oh, Rudabucci is my favorite street. You know, like you could just go off and shit. But what made you, what made you pitch world travel? Are you a fan? Do you travel because of your job? Do you travel for fun? Are, have you been a lot of places? Are you just kicking off your travel journey? T- talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I I have been all over the world. It's something that I think that's like really shaped me. Like I'm the I'm the sort of person that's really annoying to watch an action flick with, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll show a place and I've been like, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there too. That's oh. not actually filmed there. Serbia, uh, love yeah. it. You know, oh, but. <laughs> but yeah, I worked on um, I worked on cruise ships for ten years. Oh wow! As a singer, yeah, as a singer. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, that was pre uh, being a podcast host and influencer. Uh, mostly pre pandemic. One, I did one ship uh, after they resumed because the money, as you were talking about, like the the pandemic just raped me when it came to finance. You know, my my <laughs> bank account, and so they were like, "We're we're we're doing another ship. Will you want to do it?" And I was like, "I don't want to do it. I have to do this. <laughs> I uh, I do not want to be here at all. But also, thank you, God. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those. But you know, it was. It was a pretty cool job. I got to travel to all seven continents, over a hundred countries. And then like the actual gig was was super simple. Like we're not gonna be singing for people when they're off the ship. So I really got to actually explore. So I feel like for a decade I got paid to travel. Right. So like I, I love this because you know, I'm friends with so many comics uh and some performers, but not really many singers. So this is like you're talking about one a handful of shows per night, nothing during the day because everyone's off the boat or are swimming or whatever. So you just have kind of like this block of responsibility each evening. And outside of that, you're like, where we ported today? I'll run. I'll run off and do whatever there. Like, that's yeah. so rad. No, that's- it was. I mean, literally, if, if it weren't like prison in some ways, it would be <laughs> the most incredible job because I mean, there were there. I mean. Depending on the ship, there's sometimes you don't work for five days, you know, in a oh. row. And then you have a show, depending if it's like a large ship that has lots of like guest entertainers and comics and, you know, ventriloquists coming on. Uh, to so you're some... not necessarily like every night at 730 in the ballroom, Misha's no. performing. So it's not. No. Necess- oh, OK. That's no, these these were like the big, like full cast shows. So you do like a, a couple of them per voyage. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's... (laughs) And the rest of the time you were just getting blasted with like people from all over the world that worked in other departments. Now, I wanted to talk about the only thing that always... I always was afraid of performing on a cruise ship because if you like bomb and then like you're you're like getting breakfast with like all of the people the next day and they're like, that's the comic uh, who fucking slipped up and blew his line. You're like, hi. And they're like, hi. Like, does that... Do you ever like... Is that a weird part of it that like the kind of like captive audience that you might see in a bathing suit the next day or something like that? You know what? For a singer, it's a it's it's weird because you're kind of like, you know, I was like Angelina Jolie on that bitch. All right. I was like <laughs> I was super famous on board that ship. Oh, um, that's yes. Right. And 
as a singer, you have like that slight separation from the cr- audience too, that, that you don't need them. You can get up exactly, there and just right? sing. I mean, like, yeah. you know, like, you, and we just, you kind of get, you kind of come to terms with the fact that most of them just came from dinner where they were just like force fed wine for hours upon hours. So they're just going to sleep in the front row anyway. Yeah. And yeah. You know? And the ages of cruise people and stuff like that yeah. will l- lend itself to early eyes uh, closing. I got But you, you know, I will say the comics, I feel like they have it the hardest though. Like the comedians that come on because you have to be you have to censor yourself right because you ha- you can't offend anybody it's really mm. important that it's like you're just making like cruise ship and old people jokes you know <laughs> marriage jokes um and and then and then you're also like ships are full of british people and like half americans so you know half of them are going to be like i don't like your kind of comedy <laughs> right right you're just bound to offend somebody yeah. you're bound to offend and you're bound to it, it, it it's rough but you know as long as that paycheck clears because it's a pretty good paycheck you know and, and but music is the universal art form like and that's what's powerful like exactly yeah i've only ever been on one cruise and it was a besides like gambling boats that left the port and let you <laughs> like off long island but I've only been on one cruise and it was like a small kind of like, I I would throw the word bougie around. I don't know if that's offensive or something, but it was like my in-laws like do this like small cruise ship, like, you know, 300 people thing. And mm-hmm. it was, and they still had performers and like a crew talent show and like all this weird stuff that happens on these cruises. And it was a, it's a little more, you know, too many of the employees. They're like, oh, hello, Mr. John. And you're like, hi, uh, I don't want to engage with you at breakfast, unfortunately. <laughs> but I would imagine on the bigger ones, you could be a little bit more of uh, anonymous in a good way. Like if you wanted to yeah. be like, I'm going to hit the, I'm going to hit the gym while no one's there. And then, uh, when we get to port, I'll run out and go get pasta somewhere or some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, like, so I, when I started, I was on those big ships. Um, and then, but the, the smaller the ship, the higher your pay. Right. So like those little small ships, uh, you know, I worked on a, a line that's considered like the Ritz Carlton of cruise ships. And so I was around very wealthy people. And like, so the expectations are, you know, that service over anything else. But you're right. Like you just, you kind of know everybody. There's a lot less <laughs> anonymity <laughs> when you're when you're coming back to the ship at you know 4 a.m. on an overnight. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, look who it is! It's the singer, hon. Yeah. That's that's Misha. Remember the the Angelina Jolie of the ship? And you're like yeah. bags under your eyes, partying all night. You're like uh, they're like, can we get a photo with you? And you're like, oh Christ, oh Christ. <laughs> Don't breathe on them. Don't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> now. You said seven continents before. Yeah, there's been a, there's th- so you've been to Antarctica? Lots actually. Yeah. Lots. Wait. Lots. Talk to me about this. There are obviously there are cruises that go there. Mhm. Yeah. And do you get off the ship in Antarctica? Yeah, I mean the first time I went there, we just kind of like it was like a drive-by, right? It was on a big ship. We just kind of like <laughs> waved at some ice as we like sailed back on by. Hello, ice. Um, but but the the smaller ship that I ended up on, yeah, they uh they were all outfitted with you know like whatever they do to the front of the ship to make it safe, and then they bring on an expedition staff, and this is like a like a almost month long cruise for even the guests. You like dock in either like. Uh, Santiago, Chile, or Buenos Aires in Argentina, and then you just like spend three and a half, four weeks going all the way down to Antarctica. And I mean, some of my craziest stories are from there, actually. So, w- w- one of the stories I always tell. So they they give you all of these uh, like safety tips, right? Like, don't ever be by yourself. Don't touch the penguins. Don't do this, right? And the one that really stuck out to me was, don't ever be by yourself. 
And we went to South Georgia Island, which is famous for having uh, insane amount of like sea lions and 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 stuff. And it was an old whaling port where they would like, you know, kill whales for oil. And so I was getting off the ship with my with my cast, but there was one spot left on a guest tender over. And so I I had to hop on that and I went across. I was waiting for my friends. Wait, and... I just I'm so proud to know what a tender is yeah. because I did one cruise. <laughs> you did the for, one for, ship. For listeners, uh, tenders are like the little boats that take you from the big boat to mm-hmm. land because yep. not the cruise ship can't uh, port everywhere. It, yeah, especially there. So there was this little uh, museum and this is the only place on this, you know, itinerary once you leave South America that you can like see something and buy something. So I was like, I'm just going to head over there, meet my friends. And I'm walking along, taking some photos. I re- I realized that I'm alone, that all the which old people- Which you're not supposed to be. Which you're not <laughs> supposed to be. But I was like, it's okay. It's like, I can see it. It's right there. And like all the old people are just, you know, shuffling along. And all of a sudden I hear this noise behind me, like pretty loud noise. And I turn around and a sea lion is charging at me. Whoa. Wanting to eat me. It wants to eat my guts. And so, I mean, like just snap of my fingers, I think back to like (laughs) what the training of these expedition staff and they were like, just get really big and really loud. And so I just like raised my arms straight in the air and was like, (laughs) (laughs) and this sea lion like skidded like right out on these rocks. And we were like, I don't know, a couple paces away from each other, just like at a standoff. He was just staring at me and snarling, so pissed that I exist. And uh, yeah, it was like good, like 90 seconds until Jeez, that's it awesome. heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, finally heard some people uh, coming along and it and it ran off. But then, you know, my knee started shaking. Yeah, right. The, <laughs> the adrenaline, adrenaline dump of afterwards. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, that's funny because when I when I think cruises, I think obviously like the classic tropical islands. Oh, we're going to hit the ABC islands or we're going to all the BVIs or whatever. Then mm-hmm. I think of the ones that are like, oh, we're European. We're going around Spain and hitting these ports. You don't, you rarely think like we're going to go all the way to, because it doesn't feel like there's much of like stops along the way on the way to Antarctica of like, oh, yeah. this is a classic vacation destination en route. <laughs> we can stop and, you know, and uh, like, so that's, that's must be, that's wild. The kind of people who are on that cruise too. I don't think it's like your it's normal, different. like Hawaiian shirt guy from North Carolina. Who's like, you know, trying to get sunburned and have a hundred beers. Yeah. No, I mean like the, the clientele definitely changes and also like what they're expecting, right? Like they, they don't come to our show. We don't even perform when we go down there because they're not interested. Also because the sun's always up. Cause you go down there during their summer and the sun really never goes down. Oh man. So it's always daylight. So it's like, you know, 1230 at night and everyone's just staring out the windows at like, I mean, the same ice that you've been staring at for three weeks. <laughs> right. But yeah, I guess if you're, if you're going to pay and spend the time to travel to Antarctica, you probably don't want to stop looking at it. You probably, yeah. I was about to say people rarely go more than once. I'm assuming with the exception, of course, present company who seems to have gone. <laughs> Lots of times. But no, I mean, yeah, it's it's super, super pricey. But like uh, going on that small ship, though, it's so cool because you actually get to get off and go kayaking and go climbing up on the glaciers and and got lots of different things. So it's, yeah, that's that's great. Like, so yeah. you got to pack. You got to pack a little bit different for that cruise. Yeah. I mean, the one that you have to pack because also you start in like hot climates. You're in like right, Buenos Aires and it's like 90 degrees. And then like, you know, it's like, you know, freezing. I mean, it's not super cold, but it's like 32. You know, it's like a proper like upstate New York winter. Oh, wow. That's wild. That's what. And what are what are I mean, we'll get to more about world travel, but what are other people on that cruise for? Like sightseeing? Are there like 
You mentioned the expedition team. Is that like some scientists that are hitching a ride that are have to go work <laughs> at Antarctica or something like that? I mean, they just give lectures. You know, they they, oh. they they teach all the guests about all the things. Like, you know, if you they see like a pot of whales, they can like literally get over the, like the PA system to like explain what they're doing and. You know, like they are also in charge of all of the tendering and they know all of the the international laws and re- regulations of us being there and what we're right are and are not allowed to do, you know, so because are you cool. are you like at sea for a while in between? Buenos oh, yeah. Aires and you go and-, and you go through a place called the Drake's Passage, which is either like glass, like the water's like glass or you feel like you're going to be upside down. <laughs> In the middle of the night, like it's really crazy. And so you'll see people just like putting out like throw up bags, like vomit bags all throughout all of the corridors, every <laughs> Oh man. Start, like, yeah, I can imagine taping down the, the cutlery and the glasses. Everywhere. Oh man, I'm thinking of that movie Triangle of Sadness right now. Did you happen to see that? <laughs> no, you have not, no. Oh no, it came out like last year. It was like an Oscar contender. I would recommend you check it out. It's about cruise ship employees and the movie just keeps going in directions that you're not <laughs> expecting in a in a fun way. That's cool. Uh, that's Right, because it's not like you're just like, okay, and then you're at sea, and normally you would be stopping and being like, everyone, we're going to take like an olive oil making class in town or whatever. <laughs> but on this, it's just like the expedition people are that that's cool. Like, I guess I never c- considered that as part as a cruise. And that yeah. is like, yeah, that makes Until it's t- like the end of week three, and you're like, they've run out of everything. You know, <laughs> right? The well, chefs are getting yeah. really creative with like uh, lettuce and <laughs> right. Because how? Like, because you can't re up food until and like even in Antarctica, it's like great. Now we can hit the farm fresh <laughs> organic food that's being growing here <laughs> on the side of a glacier. And hope... with really rich people, they're like, you don't have the brand of caviar that I want. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is man. going in my review. They just like shoot a whale off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my beluga myself. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. So what are some other highlights of places you've been? Um, I Well, I would say the one cruise I went on, this is a good place to talk about world travel. I'm a big beach person and I love island culture and all that. Yeah. I did uh, French Polynesia, Bora Bora and Morea yeah, and yeah. Rayatia and all that. I did that via a cruise and that was... An absolutely wonderful experience. That's yeah. like crazy for your first cruise. Yeah, for my, <laughs> I know. It was like I had to fly to Tahiti before I even did the cruise. My mom, my mom is an avid cruiser. She oh, loves cool. cruising. Uh, she's always at truck stops picking up. No, she, uh, <laughs> she's always like, I'm flying to Florida. Then we're doing the ABC Islands, Aruba, St. Bart's, blah, blah. Like she's got all like the shit she's doing. And like she's always con- we're doing Puerto Rico, Dominican. Da-da. And she loves beaches like me. So she's always mm-hmm. doing this. And I'm like, Mom, I'm going on my first cruise. She's like, I thought you're going to do your first cruise with me. I'm like, well, unfortunately, my mother-in-law wants to go to French Polynesia. So <laughs> that kind of beats uh, the Bahamas, Mom. I'm yeah. sorry. I- I've been to the Bahamas being a new york kid growing up so i and that was just an absolute and the cruise you know like for me that was it was interesting because you're you're shooting around on it for only like overnights more or less so you get like to spend the day doing like excursions and stuff but for for me if i'm comparing not that cruising is the only way to see the world but for me where cruising falls short on seeing the world is dinner Having to have dinner back on the boat, which yeah. is great. And I understand the conv- – like my in-laws sold it to me. They they said enough stuff that f- – for listeners, if you haven't cruised, it's got some pros and cons. One of the pros is – and this is, I didn't realize how important this is – you unpack once and you pack – like you – 
your hotel follows you. So you're not like, <laughs> we're going to do Barcelona for three days and we're going to go to Paris for three days where you got to like load everything up. Like you just, and my in-laws love because they like the food on this cruise ship. They, you go back and have dinner. But for me and my wife, we like the, to eat the local cuisine more. So that's fun for lunch. But then you're like, shit, if we were here tonight, we could check out that place, you know? And that was the only drawback I had about cruising was missing, missing that stuff. And, and obviously nightlife that comes with that. And for me, who likes to keep boundaries with people I'm going to be around a bunch. They kind of go away on a cruise ship where you're yeah, like, true. I guess we got wasted with that old cattle rancher. Now he wants us to sit and have dinner with him. Like, I don't, I barely want to be, I barely want to sit and dinner, have dinner with myself. Now I got like three hour dinners, dude, me, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my wife, and like four 20 somethings that were doing this cruise together. I was like, we had dinner together. Cause they were like, my wife hit it off with these kids. And I'm like, Babe, we don't need. I bear like we don't need anyone else at this. And it's like we're sitting there, and they're everyone, you know, all all inclusive. Everyone's getting fucking blasted, and you're just yeah. like, okay, when in Rome or when in between Riotia and Morea, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you on the time thing. You know, like my parents came to to sail a few different times, and my dad. Oh, that's always, really fun. That's yeah, cute. that's cool. We get some cool perks, and you know, my dad always said it's like you're kind of just uh, doing like a taste test of places you want to go back to. That's a really good idea. Yeah. It's like, you're like, okay, when we, I want to go back to Antarctica and really <laughs> dig in with the sea lions. No, but I, that's like my, my in-laws just did like a 28 day cruise, like all around Spain and Italy. And they were yeah. like, I'm like, and they were like, well, we definitely want to go back to this place. We definitely want to go back to that mm -hmm. place. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's a great way to look at it. It's kind of like a buffet. You're like, okay, I, I I think I think if we were to go back, we should revisit this section or whatever. And that because I already want to go back to Bora Bora, etc. I'm like, I need to get back there. That was such a fucking radical time. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I don't think you should ever go on a cruise again, though, because like you were like at the top. You yeah, know, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I can beat that. Yeah. <laughs> although I, I although I hear a lot of people really like cruising to Alaska. And you know, living hear, on the I, west yeah, coast, I feel that. like that could be something that would be fun to do. But I've never, I've never, I've never been to Alaska either, so it would be a, a way because I'm encompassing back to world travel. I have like this compulsion or impulse, like I really, I call myself a box checker. When I hear about something, I really want to try it, and yeah. I want to be like, yes, I've done that. Scuba diving, check. You know, uh, skydiving, check. Like I want to just. And so travel activates that me in me when someone's like, have you never been to Southeast Asia? I'm like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I have to. Like, it's on my head. I'm like, I have to go. And like Alaska, because I, I toured as an uh, uh, improv comedian for a long time through UCB, I've been to like 41 or 42 to 43 states. Mm -hmm. So I only have a few states left to visit too. Before, And I'm like, Alaska is one of them. And I'm like trying to find a way to get my ass there to like force something. <laughs> Yeah, you just got to get that guest end gig on a cruise ship one time. Just Yes, up there. yeah. Or right? like I, I'm ready to start booking tours and doing shows for almost nobody just as an excuse to be like, <laughs> well, I did a show for six people in Alaska, but at least I'm, I'll stay here for three days and, and snoop around a little. Yeah. But, but so for me, like getting like having your experience, are there any places that you are there any places that surprised you with like oh i i really like not underestimated but i wasn't expecting this to be as impactful and or are there any places that you've got a sniff of that you're like 
when shit, when I, you know, when the bank account, when the papers are stacked, I'm definitely going back to blank. Because yeah. even when you go to one place once that you like, like I've been to Paris and Barcelona and I love them. I've been to Paris three times now. I love it so much and I love Barcelona so much. I'm like, I want to go back to Barcelona. And I'm like, but I haven't even been to insert these 12 European <laughs> countries, no less these South Asian countries. Oh my God. And Middle East and like all these. And like, I, I start getting like overwhelmed and I'm like, how, how dare I go back to Barcelona a second time without doing blah, blah, blah and blah. Yeah. But I, I'm curious. I feel the same way. Yeah, I'm curious about you. Like, you know, do you have any bucket list places? Do you have any places that you haven't hit because of the cruise? And you're like, isn't it's crazy? I've never been blank or whatever. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot. Like, if, if it's landlocked, I. You know, oh I really right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of Central European countries are on you know, your list. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like so, like some surprising ones though, like things that like when I went there that I wasn't, I guess, necessarily looking forward to when you're looking at an entire itinerary. But like when I got there, I was like, wow, this is really cool. It was like Belgium. Ooh, you know? yeah. I, exactly. Really cool. I, it's not on my list of like, I got to go to Belgium, but I'm assuming it's gorgeous and interesting and, you know, you know. Yeah. And then like Estonia. Yeah. You know? I couldn't even pick. I couldn't even find Estonia on a map <laughs> if you asked me. If it was like a blank map, it's like find Estonia. I would be humbled to not. Yeah. I mean, like there's 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 what's the vibe of... there? Like what what about it appealed to you? Was it like the look? the you know, for there, what I really liked, like the anytime I've been to Estonia, the weather is really nice. So Tallinn is like the the city you most likely go to on a ship. Um, but like super, just it's like such a cool city. So uh, you know, I speak Russian, um, and it's like half Russian, half German, half Dutch. I mean, like it's so it's oh, like a cool. mix of all these different cultures. So you get a lot of different kinds of foods. It's very like that old Scandinavian or like Baltic kind of like uh, you know cobblestone streets and and cool. you know, markets and it just doesn't feel like you're anywhere uh, like America where every city just is the same. Right. And even sometimes Strip when you're in, in these big cities outside of the country, like uh, in Paris or London or, um, you know, like they they have some businesses that overlap, you know, you still like or there's some like architecture, modern strip mall type stuff. And you're like and then when you get to go to some place like, oh, this is like untouched in a way or like I, I don't want to say behind, but not going in the exact same direction as like Americans uh, urban development. And when you yeah. see something like that, it's like this is possible. Like you can live like this. Yeah. <laughs> and then like randomly for being like a Baltic country where, you know, a lot of people like speak Russian and they might be confused or, you know, compared to those kind of countries. They're really super progressive. You know, like they're really oh, cool. accepting of all different kinds of people. I think it, I might be wrong. It could it could be Uruguay or or Estonia. I don't know which one. But one of them was like the first to legalize gay marriage in the world. Oh, cool. You know, yeah. like it's just like what a random, like those two random countries. Yeah, you got to look at like New York City and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're behind <laughs> one, like, <laughs> Come on, Chelsea. Step yeah. it up. <laughs> so, yeah, but those places are really cool. I mean, there's also been a few places that I'm like, I'm good. I've seen it once. I'm good. You know? Well, see, that's the that's the dream of the cruise too. Of like, yeah. have you, you ever been to there. blank? The one thing you really should do there is blank, and you can like do that, and then not have to like, it's you could be off your list of like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, I think I got the gist of it, or I would need to be sold on this by someone uh, uh, to go again or something like that. Yeah, yeah totally. is there is there a big place brewing up? Like, let's just say, uh, Hollywood calls, they want to uh, strikes over, they want to develop this episode of my podcast into a movie. 
we got a big we get a big paycheck. <laughs> this never would not happen. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, don't stress too much about this. But you get a big paycheck, and it's like let's just blow it on travel. Where where do you want to go next? Or like you know, cost not an option. Like what what for you do you want to do? I I need to get uh, more into Africa. I would love to go all around like south you know um south africa and madagascar and all yeah i've never done i've never been to africa yeah yeah i've been to the northern parts of africa but never like central down so like i would really love and i i've just i dated someone from south africa for a long time and so i mean i just i know so many people there i feel like i could go and actually we could save some of that money for our pockets right right (laughs) you know like and and knowing someone in the city you're visiting even whether it's domestic or you know out of the country gives you that whole like not only can you save a few bucks, but they might take you to a place that they just like, cause I know if a friend visits me here, I'm like, I could take you to all the places you heard about that rule in LA, but here's a couple <laughs> of places that in the last 10 years I've started to like, and I don't think they'd be on like a list or something like that. And like, and getting to have friends like that. Like when me and my wife went to London, we crashed with a couple of friends of ours that had moved out there and they, and sh- she married a, a local, like a native. And he was like, Oh, we should go do. And like, we went and swam in like a fucking freezing cold lake or pond that had like a dock built into it in the middle of a park. And he was like, I'm like, I didn't even know these things existed. He's like, yeah, it's weirdly cultural here. People like love to swim in the cold or something. And I'm like, (laughs) that fucking rules. I'm like, this is so, and I would never have done it. Instead. I was just like, the last time I was here, I had like a Vesper martini at the, at the bar where Ian Fleming and wrote uh, James Bond. I had a pint of Cascale here. Like I did all this stupid shit. And then, He's like, the highlight of my trip is like swimming in a fucking pond. And I'm like, all because of locals. Like, let me take you to a pond. And I was like, yeah, yeah all right. I'm sold on that. That's yeah. So cool. your South African mates can take you around and you can see some see some shit that you wouldn't normally like get off of a fucking infatuation uh, Instagram post or whatever. Mm-hmm, totally. <laughs> Try it free for 30 days. <laughs> Well, guess what? 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Uh, Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Did you know that? Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times or customer service, tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. You know, me and my wife didn't realize we were both paying for Spotify. So (laughs) that helped. We only need one for the house. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash mighty. That's rocketmoney.com slash mighty. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Ooh, if you're a longtime listener, you know I've been drinking AG1 for a couple of years now. 
Uh, and I started because I just wanted to take that healthy first step in the morning. And look, it's working. Uh, it's uh, feel a little difference in my uh, daily health. I have energy. Um, I could focus better. Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff, but AG1 is a big part of it. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has had led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Look, I recommend AG1 to all my friends and family. I'm going away for a few days with a buddy. I packed my AG1 travel packets and doubled up so he can have it every day because I enjoy it. It's got all your favorite ingredients. Like for me, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, like all that stuff is important for gut health with me. And the thing about AG1, and I've talked about this countless times, but you know, this is my favorite part. Easy buy-in. First step of the day, smash down a glass of, you know, chin a little ice cold glass of AG1 and you've made a healthy step right upon waking up. From there, it's just healthy step after healthy step after healthy step. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. And that's why they've been a partner for so long. I've been working with them for truly a long time. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Travel packs rule. Go to drinkag1.com slash mighty. That's D-R-I-N-K-A-G-1.com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Check it out. Drinkag1.com slash mighty. Um, are you a are you a big food person? I know absolutely. Yeah. That's a big part of my travel is the food, but I know a lot of people who are big travel heads that aren't big foodies either. Like, and that's I don't understand like, it. I don't understand that either. My aunt is was a flight attendant for a long time, and uh, so she's traveled a bunch. She loves to travel. She still gets a lot of her perks, like you know, buddy passes and and riding standby. So she still does a ton of travel, but she is like the most close minded eater ever. <laughs> like she likes hard rock cafe. Like she's always like, yeah. I went to the hard rock cafe in, in uh, Taiwan or whatever. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, my, my fiance last year went to Europe for the first time ever, went to Germany for work for almost two weeks. And when he got back, I was like, what was your favorite thing? And he was like, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is really fun to go to international fast food because they have that's different true, items true. and it's a little strange. <laughs> But it that, that feels like maybe it's not your favorite thing when you leave. But like it was cool that you did it. But like uh, that's so because that always blew me away. Because I'd be like, oh, aunt, I, why why wouldn't you be? Oh, and she's like, I'm not really. You know me. I like uh, burgers and salads. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, then what do you like? And it's some people just like to get look at something that's beautiful, take a photo of it with their weird Samsung and put it on Facebook. And like, there's a <laughs> whole generation of people. Yeah. There's a whole generation of people who like the big appeal in their life is getting like a sort of blurry shot of some of look, the Basilica, <laughs> like, and it's just like on Facebook and like, they want Joan from work to say, gorgeous. Where yeah. are you going next? Like, and if that gets people to get out of their comfort zone and go see the world, I guess good for them. Like, you know, like as long as they're good guests there, but like, I can't imagine not wanting to like, while here, like the when in Rome, that attitude, like that expression, 
do as the Romans do. I love that shit so much. There's so much stuff that I don't normally eat or drink. I, I'm very open-minded about consumption, but like, I'm like, I don't really drink hot coffee. But mm-hmm. if I'm at a place where that's the thing or someone's putting on a pot of hot coffee, you're not going to catch me going like, no, I'm not going to participate. Like, I'm always going <laughs> to participate, you know? Yeah. And totally. so, like I, I, like, I feel like that's the only way to truly get into it, you know, like to really feel it. Uh, let me throw out a place. Let me know if you've been here because this is like on my bucket list. I really want to go to Vietnam. Oh, have you been? I have not. Because I'm a really big, as I said, beach guy, and I mm-hmm. really like street food as well. And apparently, that's a, a, a juxt, uh, the Venn diagram of those two things are big in a lot of Southeast Asia, but specifically Vietnam, too. I've mentioned Southeast Asia like four times. Obviously, I'm dying <laughs> to go there. <laughs> yeah, there's been actually, you know, me too. I mean, I've been to certain places, but there were two times that I was supposed to spend like significant amount of time over there. Um, and then like last minute, my itinerary would change. Like they would... Sh- trans you know you know switch my my uh my ship to a different one that was just oh. you know doing the med again but so i you know there's a lot of places over there i mean i i'm some i've done a couple world cruises uh you know where the ship just like literally like went around the world how uh, how long how long is that ride for uh for anyone who's doing the whole thing uh usually around 3 months <sighs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we when we booked this uh this cruise through the Windstar company, when we booked the that uh we were looking at like all the lo- like oh my god, a hundred day cruise. Who could yeah. go on that? Who can go on that? Well, Plenty I, of people. I mean, but yeah, p- people really can. And I've like seen some headlines in passing about people who are like cruising the world is like less than my mortgage so yeah. i sold my house and less I than like, a retirement home or something. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and they're like i just cruise like uh, you know 200 days out of the year and i'm like holy shit honestly it's pretty like it's like five-star service you know all your food everything you know people solid are chain- retirement like, life yeah come on it's actually not that bad one time i did a um a world cruise with all japanese guests whoa and- that was really different. And you that was sing like, in English, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like, and they would just come up to me and just like give me a thumbs up because like they didn't speak English. I don't speak Japanese, and but you know that was really different. Uh, seeing how how the how they differed from American passengers. You Interesting. Know? Yeah. Well, that's another thing. You get a, like a lot of swap. Forget even all the culture of the people you run into when you get off the boat. The cultures of the people on the boat are like is anthropological in its way too. Like, <laughs> like you're saying, Actually, Brits and Americans, or even like Southern Americans and Northeastern Americans, and then also now just a boat full of Japanese tourists is like a whole nother vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, on that ship, we stopped. We were in Japan. That's where we started in um, Japan, and we went to Kobe. And I asked one of the guests who was uh, walking off the ship with me at the time. I said, well, "Where are you from?" And he said, "I'm from." Kobe. I said, oh, that's cool. Uh, is there anywhere that you would suggest going to get something for lunch? And he was like, oh, yeah, just go over here. And, you know, he sent, he pointed me in the right direction. And I went to this uh, Japanese steakhouse and I looked at the menu and I was like, I want the most expensive piece of steak. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, when that, in that, Kobe. <laughs> that number looks huge, but I don't know what that translates to in dollars. And I don't care. Um, and I remember it was, a you know, a Kobe beef Chateaubriand and they like, they were like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And they, they cooked this thing in front of me. It's literally like two slices of beef. They, they don't give me a knife. Like, cause you can just go through it with a chopstick. Oh. And, I, and I 
pay, you know, I pay with my credit card at the end of it. And I, I had stopped drinking by this time. So I didn't even have like a beer or anything, literally just the food. Uh, and I get a little ding on my phone and it was just like, your credit card's just been charged $842. <laughs> like you're going, I know this is going to be expensive, but I can't imagine it. Like and that, that is more than you would want to spend on a couple of bites, but, but fuck it. Right. When in Kobe. Exactly. You know? So, and, it's, and you have, and you're coming at that like, not to get into the weeds here, but you're coming at that as someone who is not paying for the cruise, exactly. who uh, is actually making money on the cruise. So yeah. that adds a layer to it where it's like this is a little overindulgent, but and also not drinking is going to save you a shit ton of money at that point too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would, I just stopped drinking like a few months ago, you know, prior to that. So That's I was like, I'm so just do whatever cool. I want. Right, like when in Kobe, what are you gonna not get Kobe beef? Come on, <laughs> right? for fuck's sake! Yeah, no, I'm gonna hit the Mickey D's in Kobe. Uh, <laughs> that is that is so. Ra- I love I love shit like that. Like that is like my you know what I mean I I am I wouldn't call myself cheap, but I am I'm frugal. I I I'm not gonna blow money ex- mm-hmm. until the time comes, and then I'm like. And frequently vacation is when I feel fully authorized to spend money. I'm like in for a penny, in for a pound. It costs us two G's the round trip flights here. The hotel's another G, you know, G two G's. We're in. Fuck it. I'm not gonna like save money on meals now. <laughs> like we're like I'm already. We're gonna. I'm not gonna say no to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife likes to shop when we're abroad, and that's the one thing I I, I get a little. I'm like. No, 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 no. Let's not buy more things to take home. <laughs> like, let's, it's all experiences here. It's all experiences here. Yeah. Do you have like a, a, a system for travel? Cause like not a system. Here's, here's what I'll just talk about. Like I, I ended up hosting a travel show, which is a dream come true for me because travel shows were like my way in to travel in a way. Cause I grew up poor and didn't really do much we drove to florida once once a year and then uh that was like our big big family trip uh but when i was in my early 20s and broke i was watching bourdain and even mm. guy fietti and andrew zimmern and eventually action bronson padma lakshmi all these people i became obsessed and then as i got older so you know my my wife my wife's family's from portugal she's like we're gonna go to portugal and visit my great uncle i'm like portugal all right, we watched every <laughs> single episode of a travel show that went to Portugal. Somebody feed Phil, like whoever, like who, uh, former guest of the podcast, Phil Rosenthal. Whoever, wh- like whoever went to Portugal, I watched their episode, you know, and you're like, overlap. You're like, okay, well, I don't know if we need to go to this place, but I think we need to try this pastry. Like, you know, yeah. and do you have any, I mean, luckily, if you're a cruise ship employee, you got some well-traveled people kind of working around you too, who maybe have done this run a few times. And it's like, Misha, no, when we get off here, come with us. We're going to this dope spot or whatever. Like what's your system to finding out like what, what to do or like, you know, are you a researcher or are you a seat by your pants kind of person? Like how do you roll? No, I'm definitely just fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to that. I mean, if I travel somewhere domestically, I, uh, then I'll research. Yeah, because I feel I feel like in America you have to try to find something different than any other city that you can go to, right? Right, because you can There's accidentally a have a corner, sort, yeah, sort of know, have so ubiquitous you, similar. We like if you're like you can hit eight American cities and eat at the same exact restaurant and right. drink at the same exact kind of bar. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah. when I, but I mean, you know, for a, a lot of the time, I would just I would 
get my little group of people, the people that, you know, also like to just go out and, you know, explore and just kind of see what it would be like to uh, live a day in the city and stop wherever we could, you know, along the way. I mean, there obviously were some things like we really want to go uh, walk over the Sydney Harbor Bridge, you know. Right, and, right. You know, we really want to jump off the Sky Tower in um, Auckland, New Zealand. You know, things like that that are like every, you know, people know about them and they're really popular, you know. Oh, cool. Uh, you jumped so, off the Sky Tower in Auckland? Yeah, did that. Uh, skydived in Puerto, uh, Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. Oh, that's um, awesome. I went up to the the sky tower in Auckland. I don't think I, we didn't jump off, but we, we visited it. I've been to New Zealand twice, Australia, zero times. One of my best friends in LA that I'm friends with since New York is Australian. And that really gets his goat. So I think I should add <laughs> Australia to my bucket list as well. I got to get back there. And you know, just a hop, skip and a jump to South Asia, Southeast Asia from there. That's it sounds true. like I need to save up a shit ton of time and a few months of free time. <laughs> But you know, but some of the some of the best days that I've ever had though have been those kind of just like spur of the moment things. The one of the one of the most fun times was um in Dublin and we were just walking down the street. I was gonna go and you know get a Guinness at the you know the famous pub to go get a Guinness at, and it started downpouring rain as it so often does over there. And uh me and my friend Rachel, we just like like literally ran into the the bar that was to our right. You know, it yeah. wasn't For anything, yeah, nothing, just, no, yeah, nothing <laughs> special. And we walked in and, you know, like the, uh, the red hat ladies, like that yeah. club in America, we saw some little red hat ladies and I was explaining to my friend what they were, you know, that like, oh, they're Americans and they must be here on a trip. And I hear them say uh, the words Sodus Point. And it perked my ears because I'm from this incredibly tiny little town called Sodus that has one stoplight, like one traffic light, you know, it's like mostly- Where, What state is Sodus in? New York, upstate oh. New York. Yeah, right uh, in between Rochester and Syracuse, but this tiny, tiny little town oh, on Lake Ontario. And I was like, you have got to be kidding. There's like 4,000 people in that town. And I walk, so I walked over to them and, you know, they clutched their purses like I was going to rob them. I'm <laughs> like, man, look at me. You look like an Irish street <laughs> You could beat me up. Um, and, uh, and I was like, did you say Sodas Point? And it turns out that's what they were. They were from my tiny little town. Oh, that's wild. That, that reminds me. I went to similar story. There's this awesome like three-story seafood restaurant in Lisbon that is kind of like people recommend you go to it. They mm -hmm. have a beer tap, a coin-operated beer tap outside for people waiting. You can buy <laughs> wine through a window while you wait. And it's like walls of aquariums of like all the fish that you can order while you're sitting at the table. And I was, I got like a little in my bag on those uh, waiting beers, had some more beers up there. Heard someone at the other table say Long Island, and I just like stood up drunk and was like, I'm from Long Island. And they were like, Oh my God. And like my wife's whole family, who's from New York, but not Long Island, are like, Christ Almighty, rolling their eyes at me as I'm like, Aah! And like, of course, Long Island people are all instantly like the loudest, most obnoxious people, even in Lisbon, Portugal. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Like, that's something you notice when you're out of America for a long time and you like either are faced with the Americans for the first time in a while, or you come back home, you're like, wow, we are loud. Yeah, we, our volume <laughs> is different. Yeah. We are loud. And I am objectively part of the problem. I understand <laughs> that. I am a loud, loud boy. I'm not just... <laughs> yeah. I, I love that story you just told about dipping in and like 
you run into someone from Solace, you have a, a Guinness pint there and it's not the famous pub, but you're now you're in like a different experience. A few times in my life, I've had these moments where like an example I'll give is we randomly, my wife just picked a hotel based on like cuteness in a neighborhood in Paris. And we ended up staying in like a little boutique hotel in Saint-Germain. And we were like, all right, we're going to walk and go to this thing. And I, that's another thing I love to do in foreign countries and cities is use public transit and travel mm -hmm. by foot. Like I just love to walk. I put miles on my fucking ankles when I'm, when I'm out and about. Cause it's just like easier way to see everything and be with like around people, especially in walking friendly European cities, which is where a majority of my travel has been. I mean, I did a lot of walking in Auckland too. Um, mm -hmm. Well, Auckland was a very specific trip for me. My wife was there for work and I tagged along and she's like, she has like seven days of work and then we're going to have vacation for a few days after. So I had like seven days of like maybe going to a team dinner for her, but mostly it's just me being free during the day and I'm not loaded. I'm only really going because I can stay in my wife's paid for by work hotel. Mm -hmm. So I'm like living like a local i'm like going to a coffee shop with my laptop and like working and like hanging out and all of a sudden i'm like this has changed the i would never travel like this normally like i'm so, so like cool. i would i would be like got to do this in auckland got to do this in auckland but the vibe shifted because of the length of time and all this and now a few times in my life so so far of the places i've traveled my favorite city is been barcelona and there's oh, a lot a lot of love it because I love, as I've said, I love walking. I love food. It's very like eat five bites at eight restaurants in one night kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got beach proximity. Um, it's got beach culture. I speak a little Spanish, not much, but uh, I'm working on it every day. Um, and that to me was such, and now in my one on my bucket list is to go back there for like six weeks yeah, and like live and like get to the point where it's like, I have to just make salad in my apartment today. <laughs> like I like I can't seek out octopus and beer again this afternoon. It's going to kill me. Like I I got to go for a run. You know, like I I, yeah. I want to like live in a place long be visiting a place long enough that I become part of the machine in some way. You know, mm -hmm. like I the guy at the coffee shop now knows me. Like that's like a dream, <laughs> you know what I mean? So so like there's like those two different ways to travel and um they both they both appeal to me greatly. I don't even remember where, oh, staying in Saint-Germain in Paris. Wow, I'm so proud of myself there. <laughs> Just two <laughs> wow. days off weed, and this is the shit you can come up with. This is the shit you can remember. Uh, we were going for like, oh, we should walk all the way. to the Oh, yeah, we got to see this neighborhood, see this neighborhood. And on the walk, I'm like, oh, we're at this. like I mentioned, I, I threw the name out earlier because it always sticks in my head. We were like, oh, the street's called Rudabuchi, and there's like eight little restaurants and cafes. And it's like, well, I'm kind of hungry. Let's get like a, a, a coffee, like an espresso or a cappuccino and, and a croissant and hang out here. And then we kind of did. And Tiff's like, oh, I'm going to get a glass of champagne. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. It's a cafe. I'm going to get a beer. And then I'm like, I kind of can go for another cappuccino. She's like, me too. I'm like, are you getting hungry? It's like, yeah, let's get sandwiches. And we sat at this tiny little table outside of a cafe for like three and a half hours and just like watched gorgeous people in black leather jackets smoke cigarettes <laughs> like uh you know as as you as one is to do in paris it seems like and we just sat there and i was like it wasn't our plans at all but we kind of settled in and the vibes were right and all this and we were just like 
we just rolled with it in a way and it ended up being like one of my favorite days of the trip we had all these things of like so and so said we got to go here and get this restaurant we got to go to this place and try the souffle we got to do this and we did all that and it was all banging but my favorite time was like this accidental little cafe and now we went when we went back to Paris the second time. It's like we got to go to Rudabucci and have you know, and like we like now we're planning to have a three hour kind of breakfast binge there, and it, it was it was such an exciting time. You know, I I love that because that's I mean like that's what they do. You know, like that's in what Italy, and you feel in like Fran- a local in France, yeah. in 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 Spain. That's what they do. They they take time to like interact with each other and and like have a coffee for a few hours you know have a coffee have a glass of wine have a have a snack but like interact with each other and just kind of be at a slower pace you know and i think that's something that is like the the most valuable thing about going off and experiencing and learning about other places is like you get to learn uh i i got just new ways of living i think it's something that i've taken with me because now i'm i'm happy to go and just like sit in a coffee shop that's not a Starbucks, you know, like a local spot here in Austin, you know, and just kind of like see the kind of people who come in and just, you know, spend some time there and and, and get away from work. Be part of the community in a way, you know, like, and you can, it's funny, like when you travel, you're like, I want to be part of the, and then when you're home, you're like, all right, yeah, I'm not going to be part of this community, even though like you live here or whatever. It's like, well, maybe I should try to be part of this community. <laughs> it is my community. I rent this apartment. I yeah, might as right. well get along. See, And I, I like you said something there, Misha, that really it tickled me. And because this is something my wife and I like we learned eventually is like my wife would do all these things like, oh, when I'm traveling, I love to take a bath and like light a candle and just have some room, have some wine from the room and just chill. And I'm like, and I love to just like walk to a, pick a coffee shop off of Google maps and be like, Oh, it's about a mile and a half or a bar and be like, Oh, it's about a mile and a half, two miles away. And it looks like this route takes us along a river or this route takes us through a cool neighborhood. I'm going to go there, have a coffee or a beer, whatever the place is, post up for a little and walk back. And it's like, that's what I love to do when I travel. She's like, that's what I love to do when travel. And it's like, we both realized it's like, well, we could bring that energy back to West Hollywood. <laughs> like, there's no reason why we can't, why this is only for vacation. And she's like, oh my God, yeah. And it's like, now she has like a bath tray, bubble bath shit, like candles in the bathtub and a eucalyptus plant that hangs off the shower head and like all this stuff to be like, oh, this makes. 100% sense. And now I'm yeah. like, oh, there's this new coffee shop that opened up. It looks like it's two miles away. I'm going to smoke a J on the walk and go have a coffee. I'll be back in three and a half hours. And it's like, <laughs> yep. that just, and I'm like bringing, and that makes me like being a tourist in your own city. Cause sometimes you start to take it for granted and you're like, I've got this favorite place or this is the new cool cut. Here's a trap that I've been getting stuck, sucked into lately in LA. It's like, they have an abundance of great, like new American cuisine restaurants where the food is amazing, but it is always like cornbread in a skillet, a half a chicken, a really classy <laughs> burger, a pork chop, a bronzino, like all these things that people love. And then the restaurant's super expensive and it's great cocktails, but they're $23 glasses of wine or 20. And it's like, you're like, this is really fun. And then I was like, got, I got so tired of it. I started like, I'm like, I should be a tourist in my own own city and i was like i've never been to koreatown and ate like one of these late night tabletop uh, but and i'm like that's what i want to do this weekend and then it's cheaper more delicious 
a completely yeah. different vibe than like no offense to these great restaurants, but like Nora and all these like hipster LA restaurants, they're great. But now I'm like, fuck, for like half the price, I cooked my own fucking steak on a little grill in front of me and like and and I drank beers and ate steak here till one in the morning. Like dude that like yeah. I I got caught up in like the LA of it all and not like what if I was visiting here? What would I want to do? And like that just like bringing that energy into your home into your hometown or into your life bringing that and I'll go one step further when I travel and it sounds like you too like you kind of don't need to rock the boat you know like when you're out traveling go see and do whatever you want but like be part of the community. Don't be the guy who's like, what do you mean you don't have fucking Pepsi as you like stand in <laughs> jean shorts and get in an argument with the waiter or whatever. Like you don't want to be like that American. Yeah. And then and then when I come home, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be that American here either. Exactly. And like that's and that's something that traveling has taught me. And uh, do you have any you you've mentioned some takeaways from traveling before we get out of here. Do you have any takeaways from traveling even if it's like one specific cultural thing or one specific like oh now i love kimchi or whatever you know like uh, <laughs> is it have you taken anything from travel that you've like uh i'm gonna say like harnessed in your real life but that seems hyperbolic but you know what i mean <laughs> you know honestly so uh, i'm sure a lot of your listeners don't know who i am but like you know like i i've made a name for myself on social media and a lot of that is because of like you know, I stand up for people and I try, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt, no matter what they look like or who they are. Um, and I think I, a really big part of that was traveling. And I think it's because, you know, we know America because we are born and raised here. We've lived our whole lives here, but stepping outside of that and going especially to, you know, countries wildly different than ours that don't speak our same language, that don't right. have the same social norms, you know, things like, to us, or if you go to England, it's very normal and very respectful for us to stand in line, you know, and wait. Your they turn. love a queue in England. And then you yeah. then you go somewhere else and, you know, you're getting bumped and pushed and, you know, it's just kind of like a mob. And you realize, like, at first, you know, it was like very frustrating. You yeah, know? at and first like, you're like, these rude. people are being rude. Yeah. Yeah, how rude. And then, you know, like once you, like, as the more time you spend there, you're like, oh, wow, they just have a whole different point of view than I yeah. do. And that's yeah. totally okay. I'm the, I'm the weird one right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, the weird one in this situation. And I've really kind of taken that and applied it to everything. And like, I may come across somebody, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that we just have different experiences in life. And so we don't have to agree. We don't have to see it the same way. If we just, we'll just, you know, come at each other with mutual respect. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, off that, Misha, I, I say travel, The one, like it sounds arguably corny, but like <laughs> travel is like a great way to like inject an intense amount of empathy into your bones it's like yep. all of a sudden you're like able to get in other people's shoes and and america is a country of immigrants too so no like being to going to japan and then meeting japanese americans you know like like it, it feels you know you like it, it it feels you 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 understand something slightly more about the world and even more about America by getting out of it and like seeing how other people see it and seeing how other countries do things. And you're like, fuck, this is so rad here. Like, like uh, you, I would never think of Amsterdam to be like this, but yeah. like, I, I, I never thought of like, I never think about a Dutch person ever, to be honest, you know, <laughs> until like you see a character's name, like Vonderhop or whatever. You're like, Oh yeah, Dutch. And like, but then you go to Amsterdam and you're like, there's a whole fucking world here. Obviously it's a whole country. Obviously we, it's, 
it's so obvious that it exists, but until you go there, you're like, right, they're doing like all the shit right over here. Like they, yeah. they've got their own system that's working. It's so they love a bicycle. They love yeah. bicycles. <laughs> Dude, I am too afraid to ride bikes when I go there. Yeah. But same. I do love they how much they love bikes. Like it's yeah. I mean, I, I I like fucking weed, walking and rivers and art. Like they got all that there. It's fun. and yeah. coffee. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. Uh Speaking of which, you mentioned my listeners might not really know who you are. Let, let's fucking tell them now. Tell them what you're doing over, Misha. This is the fucking plug portion, baby. Yes. Let, the, let them know. Let them yeah. know. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, still think, goodbye, everyone. Yeah, hi, good. everyone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my name is Misha. Um, I, you know, I, I was an actor, a musical theater actor for a really long time. But I, over the pandemic, like lots of other millennials, I got on the, uh, the TikTok and, Hell yeah. uh, you know, became a little social media influencer. Uh, my handle is at don't cross a gay man. Um, and I've gotten a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm catchy as fuck. I'm on board already. You know, um, you know, try to be everyone's gay best friend. But, uh, you know, I, I definitely believe that love and uh, it doesn't have to be edgeless. So there's a little right. bit of a bite there, you know. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, and that, that's that's given me so many cool opportunities. And, you know, I was so excited to come on your podcast. I've listened to your podcast for a while. And I, I was luckily and uh, humbly asked to be the host of a new Wondery podcast called The Big Flop. Ooh, uh, which cool. just came out. Uh, it's doing pretty well. Uh, but that's yeah. cool. Yeah, we talk about cultural flops. I have comedians on as my guests. So hopefully you can be on an episode sometime coming up. I'm wildly available these days. Yeah. <laughs> so listeners, whatever you're listening to this podcast on, take out your phone, whatever app you're using, search The Big Flop and subscribe and listen and rate and review and do all that. But at minimum, just subscribe right now while you're thinking about it and then be like, oh, right, I've been meaning to listen to The Big Flop. Next time you open your podcast app, you'll you'll be like, oh, right, yeah, let's throw this on. Um, so do that now and check and follow Don't Cross a Gay Man on TikTok. <laughs> man, that is a fucking great handle. Good work thank on you. getting that early. Thank you, thank you. Uh, is, there, is there anything else? Uh, the, the, by the way, links to both of these will be in the show notes of the podcast if you've already forgotten what Misha said. Just look <laughs> in the thing you're listening to this on. I promise it's that easy, people. It's that fucking easy. <laughs> uh, anything else, bud? Uh, no, just, uh, let me know when you've booked the plane tickets and I'll get the hotel and we'll, uh, well, let's go, baby. Let's go uh, somewhere. <laughs> let's do it. Hey, cool. look, it's $425 each to split one of those expensive Kobe Ch Chateau Briand. So let's go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to eat a few more athletic greens ads. You hear that head gum? Let's keep them coming. Promo code mighty. <laughs> As for me, shitheads, you can listen to my paid podcast, Action Boys. It's behind a paywall, actionboys.biz. Uh, there are free episodes out at free.actionboys.biz. So check them out there. And uh, thank you for listening. Bye, shitheads. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... 
somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.